Folks, if your financial professional tends to speak in terms of their industry jargon, it can be confusing, but it's important to have clarity, which is why I so recommend Arif Halaby of Total Financial Solutions. My wife Sue and I are Arif's clients because he provided us with such clarity. He is very knowledgeable and capable when it comes to reliable retirement income. Tune into Arif Halaby's show, The Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM 870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Arab Halaby. Thanks for being with me. I appreciate you taking the time out of this Busy day, or at least our, our busy weekend to spend a few minutes. We talk about your family's finances, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for your future. A couple of big things today we're going to talk about. First of all, of course, we're going to uh, have some commentary on, hey, did you know that was a conflict in Ukraine and Russia, right? You'd have to kind of live under a rock if you weren't paying attention. They call it a conflict, except uh, if the war is going on in your neighborhood. And somebody with a camouflage uh, outfit... What do they call them outfit? Uniform, camouflage uniform, a gun and a big old tank comes running down the street. Uh, probably a war. I love it because, of course, a quote from John Kerry. John Kerry fears the Russian-Ukraine war will distract from climate change. Hello? Are you the only dingbat in the room? You actually think any of the dictators in China, any of the dictators in North Korea... Or some of the Central American uh, crazies? Or how about, you know, Mexico? When they litter the deserts, these poor, fragile deserts. And they open up the borders and let these people run across and dump countless tons of trash. Other items across the desert. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody else cares about climate change, the environment, the community. No, nobody does. It's you pompous first world problem people who thinks that climate change is something to pay attention to when you have half of Africa saying, I just want fresh water. Is that I'm okay with that. Is that all right? Like this whole rising of the seas. I just want to have dinner. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm worried about all that stuff. Yeah. 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 But after dinner, after the local junta is kidnapping young girls after this, uh, the the slavery, because, you know, slavery is still happening, by the way, in Africa. It's blacks enslaving other blacks happening as we speak. I'm waiting for Lionel Richie to sing We Are the World and help free those young black girls. Yeah, hold your breath, too. So my point is the left has spent so much time worrying about, you know, the color of the paint. It's almost like Imelda Marcos. Remember her from the Philippines, the dictator, Ferdinand Marcos's wife? She had all those shoes. I happened to be aboard her jet once. Funny story. I'm a policeman at Van Nuys Division in, in the Los Angeles Police Department. We're driving. We, our area was the airport. So we're patrolling the airport. 
1990. We're driving around, taking a look at uh, you know different things, just doing security check, basically, basic patrol. We see a jet that's opened next to one of these big hangars. Sure enough, it was Imelda Marcos's jet. Pink shag carpet, no joke. Pink shag carpet on the floor and on the walls. And either gold dyed or bronzed, but it was gold uh, knobs on every handle, knobs on the chair handles, you know, moving the chair back and forth, pulling the tray out. The bathrooms had a gold sink. Pretty wild. And we asked this guy, go, wow, what's, whose jet is this? Oh, well, that's uh, Amelda Marcos's. Somebody bought it because she was already, I think, dethroned at the time. Somebody bought it and, and it's here for maintenance. Wow. Can you imagine how much she complained when the color, the shade of the carpet wasn't just right? Can you imagine some of these people, like some of you, uh, look, I, I love you all, but some of you when, you, when you paint your room and you're like, oh, that's two shades too dark. I need the better, uh, can you co- uh, redo the whole thing? I have a friend who works for a, a well-known celeb- celebrity. You would know who he is. And her job was to you know, kind of be the head of security for the house. And he came in and he had 1,800 square feet of patio pavers. And it, it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Laid this whole thing out, hand done, everything was great. He was out of town doing some work. Comes back into town. Walks through. Looks at it, says, I hate it. Tear it apart and use the other one that we that we uh, uh, were, were considering. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, look, I, I don't care what you do with your money. You can blow it all day long. But when people like that become leaders, like John Kerry or Joe Biden, and then you try to tell people like Ukraine, who are trying to just get money out of an ATM, get a fresh bottle of water, and their homes are being bombed to daylights by a Russian dictator... And you have the nerve to talk about climate change. The world is not paying attention. Do you think China cares? They have to build up their inventory of, uh, of weapons. They have to build up their infrastructure of industrial capabilities. For the last decade, Russia was, quote, isolated. Guess what they were forced to do? They were forced to steal technology from your local factories here in this town and across the country and across the world. And they stole technology. They bought through third-party, different manufacturing, and they put it in their country so that they can learn to build stuff instead of buy from you. So what is that going to do for your retirement account? What is that going to do to your life now that Russia needs less? And Russia and China, you know that if this goes well, China's going into Taiwan, period. And Taiwan has nuclear capability. So that is not going to look good. China's going to try to cyber attack, shut down their nuclear capability. I mean, we can. Uh, my avocation is international politics, so I'll spend some time maybe at another day. But just kind of realize that when all of this happens, the supply chain coming from Europe for the United States, goods and services, the supply chain coming from Asia, China, the Philippines, Indonesia, that's going to be affected. As for whatever reason... Russia thinks that it's a good idea to blow the daylights out of Ukraine. Look, in 2018, the United States went to Ukraine and said, we'd like you to be part of NATO, but we want you to give up your nuclear weapons. They said, well, why would we do that? Well, if you do, we, the United States, will be what's called a shield of protection over you. 
okay, we'll give up our nuclear weapons. Career Washington claps their hands. Now look, Ukraine is probably one of the most corrupt governments. Why do you think Joe Biden's son, and even Joe Biden himself, they made a lot of money off of Ukraine, right? When uh, when uh, President Biden was not, and maybe when he was, president, he was still involved. He was making money, right? The big guy. His son Hunter Biden was making money left and right from both Moscow mayor and others and sharing it with dad. I encourage you to watch the show, Who is Hunter Biden? It's on uh, Janine Piero. It's on Fox Nation. I don't know. Check it out. See if you if you agree with it or don't. I'd like to hear from you. Let me give you our number, though, guys. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. Here's my concern. Why do you have to pay attention to this? My wife is, is always like, well, you know, I don't understand why this is, matters that much because sometimes... We can be obsessed with it, some of us. So we got to be learning at least self-control, back off a little bit. But why does it matter? Well, as I mentioned, supply chain. The other part is, look, Ukraine supplies a huge part of Europe with wheat and grain. It has a huge mining supply. It was the, the crown, in the, the jewel in the crown for the Soviet Union. It always was. We knew that in, in high school, in, in college, when we were studying international relations and politics and on and on. The problem is this. When you see something or a place like Ukraine being pushed around by Russia, does that sound similar? Iraq pushing around Kuwait. Does it sound similar to the same kind of coalition, if you will, in World War II? When Japan and Germany and Italy got together to try to push back on the United States, and more importantly at that time, at least it was Great Britain. But it's the same thing, Western values. But this is what happens when you have a president that is weak. He doesn't understand how to control the the country. He doesn't understand the economy. And why this matters to you and me is simple. Inflation is going up. I think stagflation is a real possibility. That means that prices go up, wages go down, people get laid off, goods and services are not being produced, and people are running off the other direction. So internationally, it will affect us domestically. Your retirement accounts, take a look at them. Just look at them this past week. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. So here's a solution. If you want some or part of your money out of this market craziness, out of this risk, we can probably help. We have accounts that go up when the market goes up, but if it goes down, you stay the same. You don't lose. There's no monthly fee, quarterly fee, annual fee for most, if not all of them. Well, not all of them. There's a couple that do. But you get something for it. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it isn't. You can can choose. When the time comes to say, and now I want my retirement account to give me an income stream, in other words, to act like a mini pension, you're not required to say, excuse me, government or employer, I hope you guys are doing well. Can you now pay me? So we have accounts that kind of give you that freedom. Now, what's the catch? What's the trade-off? Well, number one, there's a cap. You're not going to make more than probably 15%. And you're not going to lose, you know, go below zero. So in your account... If this year's interest 
is 4%, you could earn 4. If it's 10, you could earn 10. But if the cap is 15 and that's the most you're going to make, you can't make any more than that. But if you're in the right stock market account, if you're in the right Wall Street account, and the market does 20 or 30 or 40%, you could do that. With us, you won't. That's one of the trade-offs. But if the market drops the next day, whatever you put in, your principal, and whatever interest you gained in previous years is locked in and secured and protected, never going backwards. You just might not earn anything. That's the zero. Right? In other words, well, this year, you, your balance is the same as last year. You go, okay. At least I didn't lose. At least I didn't go down 15 or 20% like some of my other accounts. That's where our, our strength is. Look, I just decided I was going to learn to be an expert in something. Because I knew that everybody in the financial world, we can do stocks, bonds, mutual funds, REITs, and ticks. It's like driving down the street and you see a, a van of a painter. We paint residential and commercial. No kidding. No kidding, really. What else do you think is out there? <laughs> Instead of saying we're a painter, we show up on time, we're the cleanest. Right? Things that matter because you, you, you know the default to a painter is probably residential and probably commercial. Now, if it's a specialty, we paint bridges. Okay, listen, don't drive down the street. Nobody cares. I'll call you. Bridge people call bridge people if they want a new bridge being painted. But when a painter says, oh, carpet cleaning, we clean residential and commercial. Really? What else? else? How about saying, we're going to show up on time. Your carpet will look better. Our, our men and women are clean. Uh, we don't, you know, you know, the things that matter, right? The character, the integrity part of, of cleaning or, or painting or whatever it might be. Well, what do the financial guys do? We do stocks, bonds, REITs, uh, mutual funds. We're experts in everything. Impossible, my friend. Impossible. You see, the carpet is basically the same in a residential and a commercial. Carpet is carpet. Now, of course, there's nylon and there's, I get it, but you understand, carpet is carpet. Change a few things and you can clean whatever it is. But when it comes to financial products, why is it some go up when some go down? Why is it some never lose and some always do? Well, I don't know. Nobody ever can be an expert in everything. It's just impossible. It just can't happen. I mean, maybe like a rain man or, or what is it? Idiot savant. Uh, what do you call it? Maybe uh, Forrest Gump, right? You can have Forrest Gump as your financial advisor. Oh, well, Eric, if you don't understand, my financial person, you know, they work with a big company, big company, big company, big company. Okay, big company. Got it. All right. So what do they do? Well, they do stocks, bonds. Okay, so what are they great at? Well, uh, you know, putting money in the market. Great. Okay, awesome. So then let's add up. Remember, this is what I always want you to do. How much did I put in? What is it today? And how much did it cost me in fees to get there? That's it. What did I put in today? What is it in? I'm sorry. What did I put in way back when? What is it today? And what is the cost? That's it. Well, if you, if you take a look at pie charts and then the standard deviation of that. Look, look, man. I don't know how my plumbing works. I just want to turn on the shower. I don't know how my car works. I want to push the button and start it. That's not my job. The reason I took it to a mechanic and not the same guy who fixes my air conditioner because I want an expert who fixes my car. Not somebody who knows mechanical stuff. Right? Air conditioner guy, boy, he fixes air conditioning. But I'm never going to say, oh, while you're at it, can you fix my Toyota? Why would you do that? So when you're working, when your food, shelter, clothing comes from your job, 
I want you to have risk in your retirement accounts. Why? Because you're not going to retire for 25 years. Market's going to go up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Great. You're buying, 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 buying. You're, getting when, you're buying when things are, are less expensive. You're buying when things are more expensive. You don't know. It's because you're systematic. It's called dollar cost averaging. I want you to do that because your food, shelter, clothing comes from your paycheck. But as you get closer to retirement, I'd say within five years or so, and you're in, in retirement, you're after retirement, when the market goes up, look, everybody thinks they're an expert. Oh, well, you know, honey, I bought a house. We bought a house for two twenty-five, and it's worth one point six million. And that was only nineteen years ago. You're like, wow, you are you are a freaking real estate genius. How many did you buy? Well, just one. Ah, you were just guessing, then. You were guessing. You, you didn't know. If you knew, my goodness, why wouldn't you buy ten or four or seven? You didn't know. You just guessed. And a lot of us do that, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy that your home went up in, in value or that your stocks went up in value. I like all of that. But if you don't think the real estate market is going to come to a screeching halt, in my opinion, it will. If you, when they, They're going to raise interest rates. We have a recession. People are going to, what do people do? When everybody's happy, we buy stuff. When everybody is scared, we hunker down. You really think you're going to take on a new mortgage? If there's a war in Russia and Ukraine. Now you watch the experts on financial. Well, if this is just a short term thing, you know, if this is over within a week or 10 days and then we get to the week or 10 days, you know, I would say really like 30 days, 30 days. Yeah. In other words, you guys keep putting money in. So I have time to sell. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe they maybe that's the way they do it. But I do want you to understand I think retirement accounts, I think real estate, I think the peace of mind and comfort of Americans, I think the confidence in this country is going to have a problem. And we know, you know, I know, we have a loser of a gentleman in the, look, maybe he's a great dad. I don't know. Hunter, they saved Hunter from, you know, killing himself, but whatever. Maybe, maybe that's the measuring stick. But you've heard me say before, Jill Biden is the is the villain in the story. Jill Biden for sure is the villain. Why? Because we marry husband and wives so that the other person can take care of you, watch you, care for you. Hey, 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 don't go outside. Your zippers, fix your zipper. Okay. Hey, you have parsley in your teeth. Your hair's messed up. Right? Our job is to kind of keep an eye on each other. I, I think, I mean, that's why I'm married. Because I love her, I want to care for her, I want the best for her. Why would I want her to go outside with her hair messed up? Hey, 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 your, the back of your hair, it's tweaked. Oh, got it, thanks. And now you have somebody who says really dumb things, who puts the world, literally, the world is a mess right now because the lack of Joe Biden's confidence and the, the silliness that he does when he, when he talks about corn pop and dragging dead dogs on people's balconies. I mean, do you not understand? This isn't a, an old president, right? That, that says, oh, back in my day, let me tell you, ha, 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 no power, no power, just funny stories at his, uh, you know, book signing ceremony. Okay, fine. No, no, this is the guy in the office. You can agree or disagree that he was elected, honestly. I, I, I think there was some shenanigans going on. I don't know if there was enough to change the vote. It seems like it, right? 
I think they purposely muddied the water so nobody will ever really, quote, know the answer. Maybe that's, maybe that's the way they're doing it, right? But when we've had days this week where the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 is down one and a half, two and a half percent in a day, in other words, all year long, the interest that you make in your savings account at the credit union is lost in one day in the market. Oh, don't worry, Eric, it'll come back. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe in six weeks, six months, maybe six years. And now you're closer to retirement. So do I think you should take some or part of your money, kind of ladder it or layer it, set it off to the side? I do. I think that's a smarter thing to do, to have some powder dry, as they say. So if you want that, we're here for you. 888 retire 888-997-3847. I think for a lot of you, Right, I think we're right. Uh, let me give you this number: one hundred and seventy thousand Americans, one seven zero thousand Americans, are collecting Social Security today, right now, and ready for this, having their wages garnished by Social Security. No, by student loan debt. The IRS is taking your money. You can go back 17 years ago when I started on the radio, and what did I say? Student loans are the next problem. Now, initially, we were dealing a lot with credit card debt, some of the predatory credit cards. Some of you were victims of that stuff. As if somebody you know, forced you to take out the plastic to buy your latte, but we'll call you a victim for now. You know, you, you over, oh, but you don't understand. It's the 17th pair of shoes. I need it. Okay, put it on the card. <gasps> Visa, so horrible made me buy these shoes. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe they did. But student loan debt, that was the sneaky story. That, for many people, didn't have a choice. Now, I'm going to give you, when we on the, the, the other side of the break, I'm going to give you some student loan uh, news that I think just might shock you. Because I'll tell you what, in research for the show, part of this shocked me. And I do this for a living. Huh? So let's see when we come back after the break. We'll get into the student loan debt, some of the ways to discharge it, some of the things that are happening along the way. Okay. I want to finish with some of the things that I see happening because a lot of you go say, what do you say, Arif? Uh, or what do you think about the coming changes in the stock market? What do you think is going to happen uh, with the market? Well, listen, the market is going to always go up and it's going to go down. And some weeks it's going to go really high. And some weeks it's going to go really low. If you think you're going to time the market or of any sort, the stock market, real estate market, bond market, cryptocurrency, if you think you're going to time any of that, you're just wrong. It's just not going to happen. So what do I do instead? What do I care about instead? I care about this, consistency. Again, if you're younger, you're in your 30s or 40s, then let your food, shelter, clothing come from your job. It's supposed to. But when you get into your 50s and 60s, it makes a lot more sense to start moving money out of the market. If the goal of that money is to be there at a particular time, let's say in your 60s or 70s, it's supposed to be there to give you a, a systematic stream of income. It's supposed to be there and be protected so you can pull out chunks of money to take a trip or take your grandchildren on vacation. If it has to be there as opposed to speculation. For example, when you go to Las Vegas, you're not taking your rent money or your mortgage money or your property tax money for the month or the year and putting it on red. 
you still can enjoy it. You can still have a fun time. But you take money that you can blow, that you can lose. And if you make a lot, well, I'm great, happy, wonderful. But for you and me and many others that can't afford to take those big losses, then we need consistency and predictability. That's what we can do at TFS Financial Insurance Services. 888 retire That's 888-997-3847. Our job is to, to help you kind of work through and plan and say, okay, what, what do you need for retirement? Sometimes people come in and they're shocked. So what do you mean I could retire? I don't plan on retiring for two more years. I said, great. Well, you've already reached the financial goal and then some. Are you kidding me? No, you did it. You did it. It's over. You reached the goal that you need and want and 20% more. So you can retire in two years or you can retire now. You can retire in two years and just be in safety between now and then so you don't take a chance. And that's what we do. All right. Stay with me after the break. Student loans, the bane of a lot of existence. We'll fix it. I'm Eric Halliby, 888-99-RETIRE. 888-99-RETIRE. We'll be right back. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me, higher income strategy. I'll retire. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Arab Halabi. The Total Financial Hour. We're talking about your family's finances, getting out of debt, managing money. We've talked about student loan debt. Oh, I don't want to say ad nauseum, but certainly a lot. And why? Because I've always felt that it's been... Well, way overused and a trick. It's one of those things where power was shifted, kind of like the mask and, and COVID stuff. Once the reaction to COVID started having a desired effect of transferring power from the small working class, the small families, the, the moms that, that uh, you know, work and have the kids at school, as soon as transfer of power took place away from them, the politicians went, oh, hmm, I like the feeling. I like ye. And they wanted more. Student loans was the same thing. You were a college, you were a university. Yeah, you had uh, people that went there. You had different classes of Americans, just like the Indian caste system. Some of you would never grace the halls of Stanford or Harvard or Brown or Columbia or Yale. And some of you would. Your families expected you. Of course, we're a Yale family. Of course, you would go to Yale, son. And people would, would have their unspoken places they would go, the caste system, the expectations in the family. And then one day, the federal government said, we're going to make it even easier for people to go to school. And college administrators went, ding. What was that again? Easier. Well, then that means we're going to charge more money because we don't want the the peasants. We don't want the, those people coming in. And so they kept out, right? Then affirmative action came along. And they said, you have to take this many and, and this and this. So they said, all right, fine. We're just raising the rates. It's just like the Democrat Party. When they realized that they couldn't stop the black vote, vote they said, we're going to do a 180. We're going to give them everything under the sun. And we're going to have them voting for us for the next 50 years. Because we're going to give them stuff. 
right? Same thing, because black vote never, up until the mid-60s, they never voted for the Democrats. The Democrats were the ones that were the slave owners. What are you talking about? And then they said, oh, we're going to give you this, and we're going to feel sorry for you about that. And so, of course, the Democrats started flipping their, their script. And in the 60s, they started handing out everything under the sun. A surprise. The black vote was something they could count on. Well, that's the same thing with the student loan deal. Big universities and colleges said, we didn't want those people. They're not part of our system. They don't have a, a Schoenfeld's name. They're not coming from the East, from the Delaware Bidens. So instead, what you ended up with was, uh, hi, I'm so-and-so from New Mexico. Hi, I'm from a farm in Iowa or Wisconsin. And before you know it, really smart kids because there was, check this out. That, wait, wait. Yes, you're, I know. I know it's going to be weird. Ready? There were actually standards and tests in order to get in. So they would, they would pick like the smart people would actually go to these schools. So then they said, oh, wait a second. This, uh, this is a great story. This, this young immigrant lady from the family of uh, the Central Valley of California Turns out she's a math whiz. And guess what? We have Harvard stamped on her diploma. And so these kids go. They make Harvard look great. And everything is good. Well, who's going to pay for it? Well, of course, Harvard has an endowment fund. We'll get to that in a minute. But the student loan deal really started getting off the ground under President Obama. I mean, it was there before, of course. But I mean, full speed ahead, double, triple the speed. Yeah, President Obama. Because we were three, four hundred million when he took office. That's a lot of money, no question. A lot of money in student loan debt. People were paying it. And then by the end of his term, and then of course President Trump's term, one point eight trillion with a T, capital T, trillion dollars in student loan debt. When I say it will never be paid off, I know you think, oh, that's such hyperbole. No, no, no. Never will everybody pay off that student loan debt. And bingo, what happens? 16 more. Ready? This is a news report from MSN, my favorite not. <clears throat> 16,000 more student loan borrowers will get a $415 million in debt relief. DeVry, remember DeVry University? I think they're still around. ITT Tech, not around anymore. Remember them? Yeah, them and amongst other, many, many other organizations were found by the Department of Education, as was announced some time back, that they would be wiping out more student loan debt from both DeVry and ITT Tech. That's that $415 million in relief. So this brings the total amounts in relief by the Department of Education, uh, by the Biden administration, ready for this? What, what is it? They've been in office, what, a year? Two billion dollars. Two billion. I'm waiting for a check because I had to work really hard and de delay a lot so that my kids would not have student loan debt. I'm telling you, man, we had to beg, borrow. I mean, we did whatever we had to do so that we could pay for our kids' student loan. So I'm waiting for a check because my neighbor decided to buy a boat and and flipped uh, his finger at, at his kids and said, hey, kids, tough luck. I, I paid for your high school, which was public school. Uh, and I bought it. So he bought an RV 
and a boat. And what we did is, uh, yeah, put our kids in college. And at the end, the very interesting part of the story was something, uh, just so you know, his kids got a debt forgiveness. Wait, wait, wait. So am I going to get a check to, to put money back into my retirement account? Am I going to get a check so that I could, woo, maybe I'll go buy a boat now? No. So you see, if you did it right, you get hosed in the story. Can you say legal and illegal immigration? Nah. No, no, there's no comparison. Because a lot of these student loan forgiveness, by the way, is also, uh, yeah, illegal immigrants. DeVry and ITT Tech. Look, we had clients that worked for ITT Tech. A lot of funny business going on there. Historically speaking, you can look back. It was once, I think, a really good school. DeVry University. In fact, if you think you are owed money, ready for this website? DeVryLoanForgiveness.com. How does it work? Well, you got to apply. If you have any student loan debt from ITT Tech or DeVry, my encouragement to you or any of these for-profit schools is to contact the Department of Education, see if you can get a loan forgiveness. Probably it's a good shot anyway. Of course, nobody knows for sure, but it's a good shot. The other things that I want you to pay attention to is this student loan deal. When I say 170000 remember that number? I told you to remember it. We're back. 170,000 people are collecting Social Security and having their wages garnished by the IRS to pay for student loan debt. So why is this a big deal? Because you might have been in 2000, right? The year 2000, 2001. Oh, I don't know. You're 50 years old. Just barely a little bit for your retirement. Not soon enough to get collect Social Security. Maybe you're the single mom. And your two kids have grown. Your ex-husband is a loser. He's not paying. You've got the self-confidence, self-worth issues. You're trying to rebuild your life. So you go back to school and get your bachelor's, master's, PhD, whatever it is. Well, of course, remember, you, you didn't have any money. That's part of what you're doing. So student loans. And to pay for your food, shelter, clothing while you were studying full-time, because if you get it done earlier, you could get to work earlier and make more money earlier. So you took some of the student loan money to pay for your car, your gas, your rent. So you did. Great job. Two years later, whatever the date is, 2004, maybe, you have your degree. And let's say $100,000 in student loan debt when you add interest and everything else. Okay, that's 2004. Fast forward 20 years, not quite, but almost, let's call it 20 years. You were 50 years old back then, remember? In 2000. Now you are, 50 plus 20, you are close to 70 years old. And now you collect your full Social Security, the biggest number, the full maximum amount you could receive. But guess what? You didn't pay off your student loan debt. And if you don't keep making payments, if you say, listen, I'm retired, my income has dropped, I'm retired. The Obama administration signed a deal that said uh, the IRS is now going to go after you and collect it, and they will debit your Social Security check. So they will garnish the wages, just like if you were doing, ready for this, 
Just like if you were doing, oh, I don't know, you were a criminal and you owed money because you wrote bad checks or, or you embezzled money from your employer. So part of the settlement was uh, you go to jail for six months uh, and you got to pay it back. Or, or you were a criminal and, uh, you know, you shoplifted and you have to pay back that money. Yeah. So the IRS, they go through and they say, hey, hey, uh, you're going to have to pay. Now, part of what happens is some of this student loan stuff is driven down the Sally Mae replacement, Sally Mae loans. Maybe you got them under Sally Mae. Today, it's called Navient, Navient. It's almost like a drug name, right? They make up these funny names for drugs for whatever reason. I'm sure it's a marketing trick of some sort. So you never really quite know what it does. Well, Navient, student loans, that's the the new replacement for Sally Mae. They have a cancellation through uh, for the borrowers, and it's called an elimination of your Navient student loan. Now, it depends on when you got it, if it was predatory. There's some rules. I want you to go through, go online, and start searching. By doing that, I think you get a good chance to see about losing some of that student loan debt. Because what are the illegal acts at Naviant? Well, at least alleged. Mishandling of your borrowing payments. In other words, not crediting it to your account right away. Trying to pressure the borrowers to make payments more than actually was required. Releasing false statements to the borrowers about co-signers release. Hey, listen, uh, Susie, if you don't pay, we're going after your mom. And we know your mom lives at 1234 Main Street and uh, we're going to take her retirement and we might even be able to put her in jail. So what does Susie do? She cash advances a credit card, which is even worse. Okay, here's another one. Trying to escape disclosure of required details, which is essential for the borrowers. In other words, kind of not telling you the whole story. Now, it's not on all of them. It's not every person. But to sum it up, look, it might be right for you to get a student loan forgiveness, but you have to meet whatever the rules and the requirements are. So go to Student Loan Forgiveness Naviant. If you co-signed for somebody, if you were the adult student that went back to school, I have a friend, she co-signed for her daughter, and now they're not talking. And she said, hey, daughter, can you, you know, I'm a single mom. Your dad didn't pay for squat. Can you at least uh, you know, help pay back? Mom, they're under your name. Tough luck. And she goes on with her life and lives with her boyfriend and drives a nice car and has a great job, by the way. She said, but do you know I work two jobs so that you guys could have a life? Yep, not my problem. So I can't help it if you have a child that's a son of a gun. But... If you attended ITT Tech or DeVry University, there may be a chance for you to get some of your money back. Because, of course, it was a PR nightmare for DeVry, so they changed their name to Adelaidum. Adelaidum. Adelim. Adelim. Right? Another one of those drug names. Adelim. <laughs> if you're not smart enough, well, tough luck. All right, so keep up a, an idea. You might be able to get some of your money back from those. Um, and who knows this, I think this is the beginning of the student loan forgiveness deal. I think they're going to go after these organizations 
because here's the challenge. What was happening at, remember, Harvard University, Yale, prestigious. You go there. They're willing to take you in, quote, do you a favor, let you have them as part of your educational system. Got it. But here's the challenge. Here's the change. As they went through that process, they were building an endowment fund because you would graduate, become one of the top lawyers, doctors, uh, whatever, engineers. You would use that Harvard degree or that Yale or that Brown or Columbia degree. And then when eh, 10 years after your graduation, life is settled, you paid back all your student loan debt because remember back then it was relatively low, especially to, to what you were earning. And you would get that letter in the mail. Hi there, please join our alum association. Come to an event, mingle, and learn, and meet. And so you would. And of course, you would support the upcoming whatever. You would write a check for this. When you died, your family would give a certain amount in your name to Harvard. Today, Harvard's, <laughs> today, Harvard's uh, endowment fund is billions of dollars. Now, it's listen, it's a lot more than, than what you might think when you think, oh, well, Harvard and Yale bounce back and forth. But the Harvard endowment fund is, uh, I want to say it's uh, 41 billion is the last number, I think. Billion, B. Five years ago, I think it was right around 30 billion. Five years ago, $10 billion. So here's what Harvard did. For the next 100 years, Harvard can pay for every student that comes through 100% of their education for the next 100 years and have enough money to still have a party afterwards. So here's what Harvard said. Well, we want to encourage people to donate to the endowment because what's happened over the last 20 years is this. You would graduate. You get $100,000 in student loan debt. 10 years later, you get the letter in the mail. You still have 80000 in student loan debt. And Harvard says, can you give us money? And you're like, are you kidding me? I gave it the office. I'm stuck. I still have student loan payments. You're not receiving anything from a Harvard endowment fund, Yale endowment fund, Columbia. Forget it. So it was a business decision for Harvard and others to say, we're going to pay where today the money is the least expensive because of inflation. We're going to pay for your education today. We have enough money to do it. Now, you have to complete a form because anybody going to Harvard, either you write a check for the entire uh, tuition or you fill out this form and they say, your family can afford $3,000 a semester. You guys give us $3,000, we'll cover the rest. And... They cover the rest. But have you ever heard of prison? <laughs> you know, the work prisons? Hey, buddy, I'll give you a soap for two candy bars. So you get your soap, and when it comes time to be dished out the candy bars, you better pay up. Otherwise, Louie and his friends are going to visit you. The prison yard is not a fun place when you owe people money. So what happens? Well, that's pretty simple. In the Harvard world, we paid for your school. Sarah, remember? Remember us? Yeah. Dr. Sarah, I guess we call you now. So we paid for your school. That's kind of exciting, isn't it? I'm so glad. You're so old. You're so smart. We, you were a very good investment, Sarah. 
I know it's been a decade since you've graduated, and now the endowment form uh, is in your email box. And we're going to send a couple of guys just in case you need help filling it up. Oh, here they are now. Hi. Yes. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. Uh, 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 endowment people? You said you wanted a check. Uh, sure. Can I pay you next month? Oh, today, huh? Yeah. Can you give me a minute? Yeah, yeah. Wait right there in the lobby. I'll be right there. Does that sound familiar? Like maybe you're waiting for, uh, oh, I don't know, either Jimmy Stewart or Clint Eastwood, somebody to come out of the other side to save your day. And that's the way they do it. All of these big universities, they have a whole story. Oh, and and we're, right, and they're the hero at the end of the story. Just don't. And our endowment, and we love you, and we cherish. Now, remember, back to my story at the beginning. Who gets to go to those schools? Very few people. Where do most people go? The UC, the Cal State, the local, whatever. Nothing wrong with any of those schools. I've never been, uh, you know, in a meeting with a client. They have a million dollars, and they say, Arif, what did you get on your 11th grade history test? Nobody's ever asked me that yet, so I'm waiting. (laughs) One of you will, I know now. Nobody cares. Are you going to show up on time? Are you honest? Are you educated? Do you know what you're talking about? Are you going to steal from me? Do you get along well with others? Do you know how to make a tough decision when the chips are down? Can can you fight when we have to fight? And you can fill that in. That's That's the administrative assistant. That's the secretary. That's the director of operations. That's the director of marketing. Everybody in the in the company, those traits apply. And nobody still ever gets asked, and what did you get, receive on your 11th grade history test? Nobody cares about that. So I, I share this with you so that you'll be clear on a couple of things. The name of the school matters, certainly for certain. You want to be in, in political law? Go to Georgetown. You want to be a, a cardiologist, a brain surgeon? Consider UCLA, maybe something like uh, Harvard Medical School. You know, work at the Mayo Clinic. I mean, you understand, right? There's names, there's relationships that can be built at certain institutions. I, I, I got it. But I want to caution you. I have a client who earned her bachelor's at Harvard and her master's at Yale. Her parents were those that could write a check. And that's what they did. And she teaches for one of the larger school districts here in Southern California. So what does the lady that went to community college and then Cal State, and then earned her bachelor's and her master's from the same Cal State, not even two different institutions, and it took her seven years, and then they both start teaching the same day, does any of them, do either of them get paid more? Nope. They both have the same degrees, they both have the same experience, and they both are called teacher. So, because one of their parents, you know, the Harvard and Yale, that mattered to them. The names, they had extra money. They had one child. It didn't matter. Send a, this is all we're doing. We're putting it all here on red. Our child is going to go off and, and we can forever say that our child has a master's and a bachelor's from these different schools. Great. For most of us, the student loan debt is an albatross around your neck or a ball and chain around your ankle. I want to encourage you. Do not get student loan debt. And if you do, $5,000, $10,000, something you can pay off working through the summer, something you can pay off with overtime in a year, 
or have a mom or dad or cousin or aunt or grandparent that's going to write a check. Okay, fine. But please, most of us are not that way. Most of us don't have that, that you know, single aunt in St. Louis who, when she dies, puts us down as her beneficiary. That's not super common, right? So please, don't have your child begin life minus 10. And, and you know, in a future show, we're going to cover why the next biggest mistake people make financially. The first, believe it or not, is student loan debt because you make that mistake at age 18, 17 even. And the next biggest mistake people make, we'll cover this in a future show, is buying a primary house to live in. You want to be behind 20 years from your peers? You go get married, buy a house, and live in it. You're like, but Arif, what about biggest mistake financially that you can make? Because who has to work for the mortgage? Who has to work for the property taxes? So I want you to consider this because my first house, I made this mistake. My first house payment, my wife was 21, I was 23. We bought our first home. It was all exciting. Life was good. We scrambled. And I lived in my parents' garage, so I never had a payment of any sort. And believe it or not, we made that first month's payment. It felt amazing. And son of a gun, would you know? A month later, the same payment was due again. I was like, whoa, 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 didn't I just pay this? They said, well, yeah, the first of the month is coming up and you have to do this again for another 359 times. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like that's a long time. They said, yeah, longer than you've been alive, sir. You're going to have to keep making payments. So please don't make these big mistakes. It's like shooting yourself in the foot, right? Before the fight even begins, you're going to be walking with a limp. So let's see if we can help. 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Arif Hallaby. 888-997-3847. Reliable retirement income. We're your man. Be safe. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Now Arif has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably. Thanks to Arif Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arif makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.